Hello and welcome to Keep Middlesex Moving, Mobility Matters podcast. I am Chris Gonda and I am joined today by my fellow host and KMM Executive Director, Bill Neary. And our guest today is Natushin Council President, Jason Delia. Thank you, Jason, for joining us today. And if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hey, Chris. Hey, Bill. Good to see you guys. Um, nice so, to yeah, see you I'm, too. I'm currently serving uh, my second term here in Metuchen on the Borough Council. And uh, this year I was lucky enough to be elected council president by my colleagues. And uh, yeah, I'm a, have been for a long time a local advocate for uh, walking, biking, and safety out on our roads. So, I'm a, a big fan of what you do at Keep Middlesex Moving. And uh, you're a great partner to the borough. Jason, thank you. You are a great partner because Metuchen is such a great walkable town. It's a really friendly town for commuters, for pedestrians, and bicyclists. I'm glad you're taking the leadership in that. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, that's one of our things that we definitely pride ourselves on, our, our walkable downtown, our, our centrally located train station, along with schools and, and uh, you know, general uh, community that we have here. I guess for people who don't know Metuchen, they don't know the Brainy Borough, as it's affectionately called by all of us in Middlesex County. For as long as I can remember. We're here talking about the new law that's in the state of Jersey about passing, safe passing law. Uh, you were very instrumental. Can you give us a little history about what got you involved and what type of things it took to make this kind of law go through the legislature and the governor's signature? Oh, absolutely. Um, unfortunately, the story starts out sort of tragic. Um, here in Metuchen, we uh, lost one of our uh, members of our community, Oscar Zononi, um, who was riding his, uh, his electric trike on uh, Route 27 in Edison um, and when he was unfortunately struck and killed by a tractor trailer. Um, at, I was on the council at the time and it was one of the most frustrating things for me because as someone who is uh, so um, concerned about safety on the roads to, to have a member of our own community uh, so unfortunately struck like that really really hit a nerve with me. So um, for me personally, I started looking into what, what I could do, what could have been done? What, what is different about New Jersey that could have been changed? And that's when I found that New Jersey at the time was one of, I believe, only 32 states that did not have any type of safe passing law on the books. That led me to a lot of great research that had already been done by so many people over the last decade or more. Uh, folks like Tri-State Campaign, uh, New Jersey Bike Walk Coalition, um, the Team for Safe Passing led by Jim Hunt, and these folks have been working on this uh, type of legislation for, like I said, over a decade and hadn't been able to get anything done. Well, that's that's absolutely true. I mean, it took, there was so much work that was done behind. And New Jersey was stalling completely on this type of program. Yeah. Uh, you kept it moving pretty quickly. Yeah. So what I sort of uh, serendipitous, I guess, uh, I happened to be uh, picking up pizza at a local pizza place here in Metuchen and and. Lo and behold, I see our Senator, Senator Dagnan, having dinner. The Senator is such a great uh, friend and, and partner that uh, he always tells me whenever I see him, uh, Jason, let me know if you need anything. Don't, don't hesitate to, to ask. So I took my shot that night at the pizza place. I, I interrupted his dinner with his wife, um, and I told him all about safe passing law and how we didn't have any in New Jersey and how maybe if we had something, maybe Oscar would still be here with us. Um, the Senator, to his credit, was immediately on board. He, he told me to get in touch with his his folks. And my wife was not happy because I got home and the pizza was cold by the time I brought it home. But uh, <laughs> we had something moving with uh, Senator Dignan. Well, I, I think Senator Dignan is the chairman of the Transportation Committee in the Senate, too. 
it helps to have some kind of extra gravitas to keep it moving. Absolutely. Uh, and your, your own personal experiences are really the emotional part of it, but the logistic part of it is implementation, enforcement, education, which KMM is very much involved in. It's going to take some time to make sure people understand it. Now it comes up, now the law has been passed, now comes the reality of facing how we change people's behavior. Absolutely. Um, that's going to be a big part of it. And I'm reminded of uh, the move over law that was passed several years ago for um, emergency responders. There was a lot, a big campaign around that that had gone on. I, I remember radio ads, TV ads, billboards. Um, so there's all, all types of, um, including KMM and a bunch of these other uh, advocacy groups are all ready and uh, about to kick off a huge campaign uh, to let everyone know about the changes to the law. So tell us a little bit more about when that incident had happened uh, involving Oscar and when you were able to approach Senator Dagman about the safe passing bill. Sure. The crash uh, occurred in, on January 3rd, 2020. By the time, I, I think it was probably February or so when I when I saw the senator at uh, La Rosa Pizza. I'll, I'll put a plug in for La Rosa. Uh, when I saw the, rest of the senator at La Rosa Pizza in Metuchen. So uh, it, was, it was more or less February when we started discussing it with the senator. And that's around the same time when uh, I was connected to all these other advocates. Um, you know, Through my advocacy I, over the years, I've gotten in touch with a bunch of folks that have been, uh, that are in the you know, safe cycling and, and walking area. And uh, I believe uh, Ranji Walia actually connected me with Jim Hunt, who's the person who's been leading this from the New Jersey Bike Walk Coalition side for so many years. Connecting with them, letting them know what I had started with the Senator um, and what they have been doing from their side with other assembly folks and other people in the Senate, we were able to sort of connect. We actually had at one point three competing bills going at once that all did something similar. So that was actually one of the more difficult things to uh, to get around is combining all these bills. But what we ended up with actually was a much, much better bill than um, what uh, we had worked with with the senator because uh, the senator was mostly, the senator's bill was mostly focused on cycling, which is absolutely important. But the, the bill that ended up uh, getting combined, it takes care of people on foot people on scooters, people on assistive mobility devices. And it's honestly probably one of the most uh, stringent, progressive, uh, safe passing laws in the country at this point. And it did take decades. I mean, this was not a non-controversial thing. It, to me, it's a no-brainer, but in some ways, it was much more complicated than that. Congratulations for keeping on it. Oh, thank you, sir. Yeah, it, it was, like you mentioned, it's been going on for such a long time. And it was at one point, uh, I guess, I suppose controversial, but for our bill, it ended up going almost unanimous. I think there was one no vote. Um, so this was, at the end uh, of the day, a nonpartisan vote, a nonpartisan issue, and everyone almost can get behind. Well, I also say I remember being on the steps of municipal building with all the uh, the shoes laid out for people who had perished for a very visual rally for this type of pedestrian bicycle safety issue. I know Senator Dignan was there with us and uh, gave a nice impassioned speech about supporting these type of uh, measures. So it was, and obviously you, your, your community were very much behind it. Yeah. He, uh, that was a, a powerful event that was put on by the families for safe streets, New Jersey. The, that event was like you mentioned, it was very powerful having all the, those shoes laid out in front of the borough hall steps and having the family members there. Um, Oscar Zanoni's uh, life partner, Wendy Kukowski, as well as a number of other folks that have been affected by traffic violence. The, the next short-term step is to get as much uh, 
uh, noise and information out there as we can um, to let people know about these changes to the law. Um, and those changes include um, essentially co just common sense, really. Uh, that's what it really comes down to. When, when you're approaching a vulnerable roadway user, uh, the first thing you should do is, is change lane. If you have that option, you're on a multi-lane road, move over to the next lane and give that, that user the roadway user enough space. If it's impossible to change lane, if it's only a two lane road, for instance, move over that four feet, give that person enough distance so that you can pass them safely. And if that's impracticable, slow down to 25 miles an hour and be ready to stop in case you have to. So these are all in many ways common sense, but it's now something that we need to get out there and make sure everyone understands that because it's the law. And I think you did a great job of narrating what the driver's responsibilities and roles should be when it comes to executing what they need to do to keep people safe on the roads. But what I like about this bill is that, in a way, it gets drivers to think more about what it's like to walk or bike or to run or to have to share that space. Aside from just saying, share the road, or aside from just saying stop for pedestrians. But in regard to a lot of the promotion that's going out, we've seen a lot of media uh, aim to tackle the message, but I think you did a great job of telling us exactly what drivers need to do and how they need to do it. So we might use that clip for other media. If you like. Sure. Welcome to um, <laughs> Things turned over pretty quickly in regard to your meeting with Senator Dignan and your connection to our folks in the Vision Zero Network and uh, Vision Zero for New Jersey and Tri-State Transportation Campaign uh, and all of the other advocates and heroes who you know, we have to thank for pushing this bill consistently and tirelessly. So we have a lot of people to thank and a lot of organizations who are behind this. And me as a cyclist, it's a huge victory for us, for anyone who uses the road that's not in a car and that has felt somewhat vulnerable. And in regard to the other modes of transportation, I think the bill does a great job of bringing those other modes to light as well. When we think about um, you know, how people get around, it's not just driving, it's not just walking, it's not just biking. With the way development is going, we're thinking more about not just safer spaces, but how people are getting around. And scooters tend to be gaining popularity, uh, especially in the warmer seasons too. Not just bikes, but electric bicycles. So it reminds drivers and other road users how many ways people can get around our communities. Well, I think another part, Chris, that you're very active with is educating those non-vehicle users also. Exactly. And the education goes both ways. So we're not aiming to just seclude drivers and say that you have to change what you need to do on the road. But if we're going to walk and if we're going to bike and if we're going to run on the road, we want to be in a, a place that's safe for us and a place where we're visible so that drivers can react to us as well. Now, Jason, as a cyclist and parent, how do you feel currently about the, the safety of your roads in your community in Metuchen? Mixed feeling. All right. Well, <laughs> let's start with um, driver behavior. Over the last what, two years, I'd say, you decreased the speed limits throughout the borough to 25 miles per hour. And I think that's amazing. In regard to how cars have the ability to somewhat make up time because they can move so quickly, uh, I think it, I really appreciate that you were able to look at the bigger picture and bring those speeds down to 25 miles per hour for the safety of all the other people using your streets there. So I guess since then, how effective do you find that in your community? What, what have you faced How uh, in regard to pushback? And what can we all do better. Sure. Yeah. So the touching is interesting because we are, 
one of the donut hole towns, right? We're completely surrounded by Edison Township. Um, and we're also really close to a lot of highways. So there's Garden State Parkway, Turnpike, Route 1, 287, all within a uh, very close distance to us. So in some ways, the touching, while we are very, very walkable, we have a very nice down, centrally located downtown, centrally located train station. We're also, we have this dual, du like a duality where we're also a cut through town. So a lot of folks end up cutting through the touch to get from either one end of Edison to the other to go to the to the various highways, et cetera. So lowering those speed limits uh, to 25 was really important for us. We wanted to get that done and the county was very helpful in, in getting that done for us. Our major, almost all of our major roadways are county roads. So I think I have 53 miles worth of roadways in town. Well, all the major roads that go north, south and east, west are, are county. The one, uh, the one uh, yeah, I was, about to get, I was about to get that. So the other major uh, road is uh, Route 27, which cuts through Metuchen as well. So getting all the county roads lower to 25 was was huge because these roads are they're not made for to be over 25. These are either residential areas or the or business areas. Our main street is County One County Road 531. That goes right through the center of our downtown. That's our main street where people. All of uh, the, our most pedestrian volume is is on that roadway. So, getting that lowered was a huge step for us. And then with that quickly followed by the county also lowering the speed on Route 27 in in the center of the touching down to 25 as well. And so, our our partners at the state and county have been really helpful to us. So that is it, that has helped absolutely. And I haven't had or heard much of any pushback from certainly not from people in town. People in town that live here see and recognize that the slower speeds are gonna be safer. Maybe those folks that we're, we're cutting through may not be so happy with us, but it kind of is what it is. Uh, I need to make sure that the Metuchen residents feel, feel safe and as good as possible. So that has helped. Um, we are, as far as cycling um, in town, other than those county roads, most of our roads are, are local sort of narrow-ish roads. And I feel comfortable, my son's 13, so I feel comfortable with him hopping on his bike and riding down to, his middle school and he, he walks home. Uh, if he's not riding his bike, he walks home from school every day. I am personally comfortable with it, but we can always do better. And and we're working towards it on uh, Grove Avenue in Metuchen. That's one of our local uh, roadways. And probably other than the county and state road, that's probably our busiest road. We are in the process of installing our very, very first bike lanes in Metuchen on Grove Avenue. And I don't want to say any date because it's a, it's through grant funding and who knows what's going to happen <laughs> at that level. But I'm very hopeful to actually see some paint on the pavement this spring or summer. Let's talk more about that bike lane. You said it, there was a, a process in regard to getting that bike lane installed. And one of the things that I heard down the grapevine is uh, we might be doing some sort of demonstration projects for this. Uh, tell yes. us a little bit more about what you have in mind. Sure, yeah. I, I What I have in mind is a celebration. So this is uh, not just me, but so many people have been, you know, pushing for and wanting to get something, some sort of bicycle infrastructure in Metuchen for so long. So when it actually finally happens, I, I want to celebrate it. So I don't know, I'm thinking of ribbon cutting, I'm thinking uh, people riding down uh, the brand new bike lane, I'm thinking uh, working with KMM to do a, a bike rodeo either before or after would be fantastic. Uh, the ride, um, just the way to get people excited 
about this new infrastructure that we were able to bring in through grants and get their feedback on where else do you want it? Where should it go next? That's the, that's, that's always the, the goal, right? For getting feedback and uh, you know iterating on on design. So I'd love to to be able to number one celebrate it, and also get the community excited as I am about it, and get the community's input on, on where we should look next. We're happy to help. Happy to do it. But Amazing. Grove is Thank also you. is a cut through street. I mean, it, it's 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 not a county road, and it is residential, but it's a it's a busy street. So it'd be a good place mm-hmm. to have that kind of safety. Absolutely. And uh, our high school is on Grove Avenue. So lots and lots of kids um, use the uh, Grove Avenue to get to the high school to and from. And for our safe passing law that came into effect on the 1st of March in 2022. So we've seen a lot of change happen quickly. And uh, we know that there were a lot of people behind the bill. And we thank them so much for working so hard uh, to advocate for this. And we thank you, Jason, so much for joining us on this podcast. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in. And we'll see you on our next episode. Thanks for having me. Funded by the North Jersey Transportation Planning Authority and the Federal Highway Administration.